Welcome to South Florida Sunday. We thank you for joining us. We always try to have interesting guests and great topics, and no exception this morning. We would like to welcome Catherine Murphy and Marsha Martino, who are here to talk to us today about, is it pronounced NAMI or NAMI? That's, that's, the, that's the golden question, right? That is. Different people have different uh, views on that, but mm -hmm. we say NAMI here. NAMI. And what is NAMI? What does it stand for? NAMI stands for National Alliance on Mental Illness. We're a uh, national organization. There are NAMIs throughout the country. And our particular NAMI is NAMI for Palm Beach County. So you just serve this particular county? We do. Uh, and... Um, all types of mental health issues? Do you uh, focus on particular issues? Well, we provide education, support, and advocacy. So for people with any kind of mental health condition and family members. So by advocacy, is, would that mean legal help? We don't provide legal help, but we uh, do advocate for services to be available to people who need them. We advocate for um, insurance, uh, parity, um, and, and just for uh, people to be able to access what they need to stay healthy. You know, uh, I talk a lot to uh, not-for-profit groups and 501c3s uh, for this show and uh, for, for other shows around the state. And um, it, it seems to me like there are so many great resources out there, particularly since we're talking about mental health. There's a lot of great groups like your group and many others that are providing advocacy and a lot of things. And the sad thing is that just people don't know they're available. So, of course, that's why we have this program, and that's why we have you on today. But do you find also that people are surprised when you tell them that you can actually help them with the issues that they're having? Uh, we help connect people to issues. We don't provide clinical services, but we help people find clinical services. We certainly encourage people to, uh, to access them. But, you know, it's important uh, not just to get clinical help, but for family members and friends to understand how mental illness is uh, impacting that individual, how it impacts their lives. It doesn't just impact that one person, but the people they live with, the people around them, how you can best support someone. So there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of issues that kind of reach out uh, throughout the community, and it's important for people to know that. So many people with mental illness don't even try to access help because of the stigma. So mm -hmm. if we can educate the public and help them understand about mental health uh, and sort of reduce some of that stigma, then more people will uh, access the help that they need. You mentioned family members. It, it does seem sometimes that uh, family members, and, and, and understandably so, are very ill-equipped to deal with a family member who has mental issues and they desperately want to do the right thing but having no training whatsoever nine times out of ten they usually do or say the wrong thing has that been your experience well you know everyone has an opinion <laughs> so and you know the thing about mental illness is it, it manifests in behavior and so everyone has an opinion about mm -hmm. someone else's behavior and how to handle that uh, so uh, there's plenty of unsolicited advice out, advice out there, and mm -hmm. some of it is harmful. Yeah, it, sometimes people want to do the right thing, but but they don't. Right. So just just communicating with someone who's thinking differently um, can be a challenge. Well, and I, I, you know, and usually there's the behavior when someone who's experiencing those issues to the average person, they're they're being irrational. Uh, and so sometimes you're, you're approaching it as, you know, well, they're angry about something or 
you know, and so you're approaching it and trying to solve it with the wrong diagnosis. Yeah, or, or yes, certainly. And we don't always know what someone else's thoughts are in trying to rationalize with someone who's perhaps irrational uh, is really not going to be very beneficial. So now, as you said, you, you provide uh, folks with resources. You let them know the resources are available. Who are, what are some of the groups that you, that you work with in the county? Uh, well, we refer people to uh, clinical services. It, it, it really varies a lot because uh, it depends on if the person has insurance, uh, what kind of insurance they have, if they don't have insurance, if they have Medicaid. Um, are there co-occurring issues going on that the person has, like, um, substance use in addition to mental illness, which is not uncommon. Mm -hmm. So it's really very individualized. We have actually a full-time family support specialist who just takes calls all day. Uh, and she can really listen to what's going on with that individual, ask a lot of questions about how long has it been going on, what kind of insurance do they have, do, you know, where they live in the county, do they have transportation, and she can really make very specific recommendations to people of how they can reach services. And, um, you know, we were, uh, I, we were talking before the, the program, uh, I had an interview with someone this morning, and we were talking about all the uh, the stress that is involved in back to school and you know, elementary school and high school. Middle school seems to be extremely tough on, on young people. Uh, and we were talking about parents. And you also mentioned teachers. It's also a very stressful time for teachers. Yeah, we've heard from teachers who have said, uh, this isn't what I signed up for. Right. I didn't expect I'd have to like be protecting the lives of these children, perhaps with my own life. And, and having to break up fights and be a referee, and uh, that's uh, it, it. It creates a whole different set of problems. And um, we were talking about uh, this morning and before the program here today about you know the seems to be an increase in suicides in in college and uh, you were saying that it has a lot to do with the, that particular age group and that particular time in their lives yes yeah, so it is very common for serious mental illness to start to present itself in the late teens early 20s and so um, when students go away to college they might start to have some of those um, very serious symptoms of mental illness and um, there are um, very, um, the numbers of suicides are increasing across all age spans. Suicide's actually the 10th leading cause of death for Americans. Wow. And we've been hearing a lot now about police officers, especially in New York. I've been following, you know, my other job, I tell people my other job is the news, and there's nothing really uplifting about that. So it's nice to be able to do South Florida Sunday and talk with folks who are trying to make a difference and make the world a better place. It's kind of my little escape from the, the real world. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more about that, the, the, the police officers. And it, are we seeing an increase in the suicide rates in Palm Beach County? Among the police? Among anyone. Uh, well, I know statistically mm -hmm. there there are increased uh, suicides nationally. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know the answer to that question, but I know that there are a lot of students who are referred to mental health support for having suicidal thoughts in Palm Beach County. Well, we certainly are glad that there's someone around that they can call. And you know what? Let's If we could give out your phone number and website now, that would be a good time for folks listening who might Our want to reach out. Our phone number is 561 um, 588 mm -hmm. and our website is uh, NAMI, N-A-M-I, org. Now, what would you say is the, what do you, on a typical day, what is the one issue that you seem to deal with the most? 
here in Palm Beach County on a daily basis? Uh, we get, for, for referrals for calls that we get to the office, it is very typically um, a family member who is very concerned about a loved one who needs help and they don't know how to help them, where to help them. Um, they're just, they're reaching out. Uh, typically, by the time someone makes a phone call, they're pretty desperate. You know, and you mentioned the word stigma. There, there does seem to be um, a stigma about mental issues, and people are afraid, maybe they're ashamed to admit that they're, and how do we overcome that stigma, aside from doing programs like this? Well, you know, we look at mental health as a continuum from from well from green to red green a really great day red a really bad day mm -hmm. and we all move up and down that continuum when we when we are in the red zone orange and red zone too long uh, there may that may mean that there's a mental health diagnosis but um, but we know that one in four uh, people uh, have a mental health issue mm -hmm. Um, but the ones that we tend to know about are the people who are uh, up in the red zone like all the time and acting in a way that kind of can't be hidden. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are many people uh, who could really benefit from mental health, who could have a mental health diagnosis uh, if they were seen, uh, but who... who um, don't reach out for help because they uh, because of the stigma, mm -hmm. and there are people who do reach out for help, receive help, are doing really well and are very stable, and they're not necessarily wanting to disclose to other people that they're receiving treatment for depression or receiving treatment for an anxiety disorder or, um, you know, those are two very common ones, but but. People hide it because they think if they bring up the fact that they're um, that they have a mental illness and uh, depression, anxiety, those are mental illnesses. But if if um, if they bring up that they have a mental illness, they may feel that um, people will look at them differently. Mm -hmm. Or so so when we say the word mental illness, we tend to be thinking of the extreme. NAMI does a lot of work around erasing the stigma around mental health. We have one program called NAMI Ending the Silence, which we present in the schools to middle school and high school students, and we teach them about mental health and try to normalize that mental health uh, conditions are very common and to make it feel okay to seek help for those conditions. And we're starting with the younger generation, hoping that as they go on with their lives, we can create a culture that's more accepting around mental health. We also offer a lot of programs for individuals living with mental health conditions as well as the family members. And the main thing that we do is talk about it openly and make it more relatable and more normal to talk about it so people feel more comfortable to acknowledge that they have a condition and to seek help for that condition. So the idea is to get them to, to start talking about it and the more they talk about it, the more they become comfortable talking about their situation. Absolutely, and as we see other people talking about it or celebrities coming out or when we share things on social media showing that we're supportive or sometimes even wearing a t-shirt in public that says that you're supportive of mental health, it can help other people to connect to that and feel like, okay, this is an issue that is okay to talk about.
And um, we talked about depression and anxiety. Boy, those are two words that we hear an awful lot about almost every day. Um, is it is there do you in your estimation is it an increase in depression or anxiety or is it just more focus on it than we've had in the past or is it a little bit of both I'm not 100% on that. We definitely have more awareness around anxiety and depression. We know that around 18% of American adults will experience anxiety, which is a, a pretty high number. And so people are becoming more aware of it. I'm not sure that it's more than it used to be, but there is more awareness of the issue. And if we could, let's give out that contact information one more time, because I know we have folks listening who are going to want to reach out and maybe get some more information, uh, your phone number and, and the website. I'm sure there's a lot of maybe they even find the answers they're looking for on your website. You can reach us by phone at 561-588-3477 or online at NAMIPBC.org, and that's National Alliance on Mental Illness of Palm Beach County. Well, I want to thank you both for being on the program and enlightening us a little bit about mental health issues and uh, here in the Palm Beach County area. And I feel like that even though we've talked a great deal about what you provide, we've only scratched the surface of, of what you offer uh, and I, I urge folks to either make that phone call or go to the website and maybe seek, you know, the, get the answers that they're looking for to the questions that they have. But is there something in particular that you came here today that you really wanted to share with our listeners that I haven't touched on? And I'd like to give you a chance to well, do that. Well, I do want to emphasize that all of our programs and services are offered at no cost. Wow, that's So awesome. that is, uh, uh, cost is a huge barrier sure. to mm -hmm. people in accessing services. So, and if someone needs clinical services, we can connect them to services that are no cost as well. Wow. So, and you were going to add as well? And we'd also like to invite everybody to join us at NAMI Walks 2019. Oh. It will be held at John Prince Park on Saturday, November 2nd. And that's a wonderful way for the community to come together and help to reduce stigma by showing their visible support for mental health. So is it a, a 5K or how, how far? It is a 5K. Mm, good. And um, is there going to be some booths and some exhibits and some information for folks there as well? Exactly. It's a really fun event. Great for the kids. Great for the dogs. Um, we do face painting, um, a little something for everyone. We'll have some snacks. And it's just a really great way for the community to get together. But there will be a lot of booths with different information. So uh, check us out at NAMIPBC.org to learn more. You know, I think you touched on something earlier that a lot of times folks, uh, families who find themselves in a situation of dealing with someone who has some mental health issues, that they, they tend to feel like I'm the only one. I'm the only one. And, and coming out with your family to an event like this is an opportunity to meet other folks who are Absolutely. going through the same things that you may be going through. And there, there, is, there is strength and, and comfort in numbers. So we hope folks come out. Now, um, is there still time? When is the event again? November 2nd. So there's still plenty of time, hopefully, for folks who might want to contact you to have a booth to supply some information. They can still do that. Absolutely. Please reach out. We'd love to connect with you. We're looking for walk captains, sponsors, um, for agencies to have a booth at the walk. And so for individuals to sign up to be walkers as well. So get your team together, get your corporate team together, bring the whole family. And you said bring the pets. Absolutely. And it's going to be a day for the whole family. Well, I hope folks who are listening will reach out to you if they are in need of the great services that you provide. And I urge everyone who's listening to us this morning to come out and support your event. Um, haven't been in Palm Beach County for more than a couple of years, but it's been my experience that this is one community that really does come out and support events. 
Uh, I've been very impressed with the turnout from even the smallest, smallest, simplest little thing going on. And so we hope that folks listening will come out and support it. It's a great event. And you'll come back on and tell us what a success it was. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thank you for being on South Florida Sunday.